Hi, and welcome to Only the Avatar. An Avatar The Last Airbender rewatch podcast. I'm Veda. And I'm Christina, and you're listening to The Boiling Rock Part 2. Part 2. What's up? So much going on in this episode. Um, What's going on? I'm supposed to close on my house this week. I will not be closing on the house. So... House drama, but House besides drama. that, I'm pretty good. <laughs> well, I hope you close soon and you get to move. Thanks. And um, there are boxes everywhere. It's actually so annoying. I'm like, I feel, you know, when just your house is like messy and you don't feel at rest, like you need to clean mm-hmm. to feel better. Like I feel like I'm constantly gonna be like in this unrestful state because there's literally boxes everywhere. Nothing feels like in the place it's meant to be because it's in a box. Um, There's not space to do stuff. But once I move, things will have a place. and They'll have a home. But it's true. Clean space, clean mind. And you know the saying, moving is only second to death. That's what the saying is in terms what? of stress. Oh, yeah. I like randomly cried yesterday. I was like, why are you crying? <laughs> cancer i'm a cancer that's why (laughs) but honestly okay i sent i sent it to you on instagram but i love looking at like old house renovations and stuff and especially Mm -hmm. people who are just like really into the history of the house i follow this woman called melodrama and i showed you her insta christina but Mm -hmm. she is really really interested in Palm Springs houses, like those types mm-hmm. of houses. And she is restoring the house to a T. Like the thing is a lot of house flippers or whatever come in and then just like make all the fixings bad. Like don't get an old house then. You know what it's I mean? It's also like, just like they're just trying to make a profit. Like all those HGTV shows are encouraging them to be like, let's buy this cheap property. Let's redo it really quickly, but not well, and then sell it real quick. It's, and you're ugh. removing all of the history and the beauty of the house. But yeah. she's had this whole thing where she like she does research and some of the designs of the house were like introverted houses and extroverted houses. Ooh, what so, does that mean? Yeah, like introverted houses usually had these things called pocket doors so you can close out the social spaces from the private spaces so those are those doors that you drag in so if your house was designed that way it would include that and other fixtures that you can tell that you have an introverted house compared to a um, extroverted house which might not have the pocket doors so she finds out that she has pocket doors and she's like slowly peeling away the paint Mm -hmm. and like getting into the past life of this house and she's like restoring it back to the colors because the previous owners like they white they painted all the rock facing white when it traditionally Mm -hmm. wasn't done like that so just seeing like the history and the care and then bringing the house back to its best state it's i love it it's so fun that is really cool my house nerdness well, you'll have to come over and tell me which kind of house I have, whether it's an introverted house or an extroverted <laughs> house, but I might make it an extroverted house because, of course, like, I wanted more open concept of a house. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, we could take down this wall and this wall. And I remember during the inspection, the seller's agent was like, every single person that came through this house was like, oh, we'll tear down that wall. It'll be great. It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm so basic. <laughs> that was very popular for a while, but now with the pandemic – People want their own space a little bit more. That is true. So I feel like there's that open space and open concept things might be going down. I think we actually talked about this on a different pod. But anyway, I'm really excited for you and your move. And like, hopefully you find some cool things in the house. Yeah, I will be making salami in my my basement. (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe maybe not who knows well, that's so fun <laughs> that's so fun oh yesterday i went to the theater the for theater the first- that's yes. so exciting i'm so jealous isn't that crazy so we had i had the excelsior app they scanned me in the woman was mm. like oh i feel like a bouncer <laughs> um so that was cool and i saw it's like the indian classical dance and musical music wow it's the Indian Classical Dance and Music Festival um, right now at La Mama. And so I got to see a classical dancer while I was there. It was so fun. She was amazingly talented. and That's awesome. It was just great being in that space. Um, and then we had a sudden rainstorm. So I like ran across the street to KGB bar and then got a drink. And it felt like a very normal night. pre pre-pandemic you know yeah except i was wearing my mask but other than that Mm. it was like it felt it felt great and it's making me so excited for september to see like theater again even though you know we'll see how the fall goes but yeah i'm really fingers crossed fingers crossed it was so fun it was really nice i'm supposed to be seeing six in the beginning of october the musical Mm -hmm. about the six wives of henry the eighth so i hopefully everything goes to plan and i can still go see it i'm really excited to go back to the theater me too and also like these people need work like that whole industry has freaking died out so come on our stage managers our actors our lighting people our directors like and it's like the normal actors just the normal regular actors not these big celebrities you know what i mean like these like normal day-to-day if you pass them on the street you would never know they're on broadway these people need their monies yeah like a whole industry has died out which is absolutely you know insane well there are a lot of industries that have died out that's uh, another that's another podcast though but i know something i do want to talk about before we jump into the episode Mm-hmm. The casting of the live-action Avatar oh, yes. Last Airbender from Netflix it just came out. And surprisingly, looking at the cast, I'm somewhat excited. Just I know I shouldn't because I know it's probably going to be crap. But just seeing that they had some all no-name actors, all of Asian or indigenous descent, it gives me hope that this could actually be good. <laughs> So I thought the casting seemed great. I was really excited seeing that, but I was like, we don't need this. My take my take is like comes down to this. Like, why are you making something live action that's fine as an animation? Like, I'm I just not gonna be as good. Can you imagine people, especially looking at this episode? I know all the crazy um bending, all the crazy martial arts in this, that's gonna look so unrealistic. But what's the point? It's already has a life as an animated. So why are you remaking it? Just me- remake another animated season. Like how? Yeah. How would you feel if they did um, a live action Avatar world, but say with the um, I'm trying to think water, earth, fire, air. So if with the next fire, with the next earthbender, I couldn't think of the next one in the cycle because we have Korra. Yes. We would have the Avatar from the Earth Kingdom. How would you feel if they did that? Like a brand new story live action. Fine, I guess, but why does it need to be live action? Like, there's just yeah, that's no true. Like, why this? live action? I mean, it'll be better if it's animated. Um, it's, I agree with that. It's an animated I would rather show. have a brand new story. Like this, there's so much depth in this world. There's so much in this yeah. world that the creators have written books about, comics about. Like, I want to see that. I don't want to see yeah, the same story. Yeah, and also, where are the creators? Like, come on, like step up, show us what we're getting. 
that's the thing. The creators backed out of the Netflix one. I know. If the creators so, were still part of it, that'd be fine. But they're they're out of it. So that's why I'm like, mm, I don't know. So they good. backed out of it, but they started their own production company. So I'm like, come on, where's their stuff? Oh, they're they're work- They're literally working on it. It's, yeah, but I'm like, you got to have your announcement ready off the heels it's of on Netflix. Paramount. They're creating a series on Paramount Plus. Oh, they are. Yes. <laughs> is it the young? It's the younger one, right? Like, is it? I don't know. It, they don't. They haven't announced what it's going to yeah, be about. That's what I'm but saying. They haven't said anything of like what they're. Well, doing. they don't want to spoil anything. Let them. Let them be creative. Give them their time. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, fine. Whatever. I'm like, okay, the casting is good. I'm glad to see these people get work. Will I be watching it? Eh, maybe not. Like, I might tune in for one episode and then I might just hate watch it. Like, I hate watch so much other stuff. I might as well hate watch this. I stopped hate watching. Like, my patient level has gone down. Well, as this show comes, our podcast comes to an end. Maybe we'll restart it if you can. Maybe if it's good, we'll come back and do yeah. the live action. Honestly, I mean, we'll or still we'll ha- watch it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we will still have our feed, right? So, like, mm-hmm. if we want to do a special episode, a very special episode where yeah. we like dive into the live action one, I think that would be cool. I think that'd be cool too. Yeah. Well, Should- do you want to dive into this current episode? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. So. In part two of The Boiling Rock, um, it was a huge nail-biter, and we see that Sokka, Zuko, Suki... Do you know how hard it is to say all three of those names at the same time? It's so Sokka, hard. Sokka, Zuko, and Suki, and Hakoda try to escape the Boiling Rock prison again. So Sokka and Hakoda come up with a plan to actually start a prison riot, capture the warden, and then escape on the gondola. And surprisingly... The escape plan goes pretty smoothly. They find Chitsang somehow. Chitsang was able to get their back by not snitching on Sokka. They ask him to start the riot. He starts it very quickly. And Suki's a badass just grabbing the warden really quickly. And it's going really smoothly. They're about to get on the gondola until Azula arrives. Oh, my gosh. This woman is so scary. But we get to see one of the best battle scenes that we've seen so far mm-hmm. it takes place on the gondola like in the air um that's pretty wild and we they're fighting against the two groups and like both of them have so much animosity like suki and azula have so much beef between each other zuko and his sister um tai lee there's just so much going on and the warden is their hostage in the gondola and he commands the guards to cut the line so they can all fall into the boiling water um like these people are gonna die azula's face as she leaves her brother to die and hops onto another gondola like that's scarring and the For guards sure. actually almost succeed in cutting down the line and sending all of our heroes into a boiling death. But at the last minute, May stops them and lets the gondola cross the boiling water. And because of her decision, Azula's extremely mad. She's furious. Um, and we see kind of like a Western showdown between Azula and May. But at the last minute, right before Azula is about to attack May, Tai Lee comes in and she blocks Azula so she can't firebend at all. Wow. Like it was crazy. What a moment. Um, I know. And what a the, betrayal. The, what a betrayal. The betrayal, right? You could rename this episode The Betrayal. Yeah. And Azula is furious. She imprisons Tai Lee and May. Um, and she's kind of left there standing all alone, having no one there to really back her besides the guards who this aren't her friends. This is the first friends. time we've actually seen her lose. 
Yeah, because like, she gets chi blocked, but also like she didn't succeed against Zuko or Zuko or the rest of the gang. I really love that fight scene. Oh my um, god, the fight scenes in this episode are so good. Like Zuko, good. you could just tell the growth because one, we see that Suki's a badass because she's like climbing on top of people, grabbing the warden really quickly, but also the fact that she's able to get away from Tai Lee and so know. swiftly and so smoothly. This is the only time Tai Lee has been unable to chi block someone she wanted to chi block. So the fact that um, Suki is able to do that is amazing. And then just seeing how calm and powerful Zuko is fighting his sister. Usually has all this angsty rage. He's so calm, well prepared. Like he's able to take her on. I just loved seeing that. I was like, I'm so proud of you, Zuko. Good no, job. He, he's really grown and mm-hmm. Even Sokka seems like even the way his face is animated in this episode, he's like he's grown up. But honestly, mm-hmm. these four, right? Like, or these three—Zuko, um, Sokka, and Suki—they are like the older members of the gang. So, like yeah. the like we do see a bit of maturity here. So, two things: when Sokka's dad is like, "That's some girl." When right. they all look at Suki when they were like, oh, my God, we didn't even think about how we get the warden. And you <laughs> see her do that. That's a great moment. And Sokka talking to his dad earlier in the episode when they're in the prison. And he's like, oh, yeah, Zuko's here. And his dad's like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, that's a big problem. And Sokka's like, oh, well, they're, he's on our side now. You know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And even hearing I trust Hoko- him. Yeah. And Hokoda being like, oh, that that's like sounds weird that he switched sides. And Zuko's. And Zuko, all the names. Um, well, when Hokoto was like, that's interesting that he switched sides. Can we trust him? And Sokka's like, I thought exactly the same way you did, but I really do trust him. I think he's a good guy. I really like that. And it was so interesting how they made the worlds collide. And Hokoto was like, I met the Oishi, Omashi <laughs> warriors. And he's like, uh, the Kiyoshi warriors, their leaders here. So I like how kind of small the universe is at the same yeah. time. <laughs> I like how the themes from part one come in. Like, Mm-hmm. you know being planned and being unplanned like Sokka has been so stressed about like oh I plan things and things fall apart right and mm-hmm. he was dealing that w- with that in part one and now here like he's less he's more in the moment in the episode and because he has like let go of the plan you see his friends step in to like fill the gaps they, yeah they fill the gaps mm-hmm. they prov against each other like there's so many moments that things could have gone wrong but like because they have trust in each other even with Shitsang when the warden calls <laughs> calls like fine right? point out the guard that you I, think is the imposter mm-hmm. and I that was so interesting too I love Shitsang like new favorite character sad we basically never see him again <laughs> but I thought that was really smart that Shitsang was like I'm just gonna call it the guard that's the biggest asshole to me and like I know like if they're gonna escape I gotta be on, on them too I'm not you know, it's better for me to like to snitch on someone else. And the fact mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting in the kids show, like how they kind of like torture the prisoner, right? Where they yeah. just turn him upside down. He's all red. We're like, mm, if this was another, if this is like Orange is a New Black, this would be a different type of scene. I also got like oranges throughout like this episode, the last one, I got like Orange is a New Black vibes or like the guards are just like, oh the newbie like he wants to beat up like the prisoners like oh like like he'll he'll get used to it eventually or just the idea of like oh we gotta let the prisoners out and the other guard going um we're not supposed to and he goes well do you want to mess with the warden like just do what i say like don't get in trouble you know just kind of following orders i 
see that in a lot of those TV shows. So yeah, and he like the warden is is so scary and I know, but can you really find him scary with his little princess hat on? Oh, I don't no. know. He, I don't find him <laughs> scary. He's he's acting like oh you have to listen to me. Like okay, you are very insecure and weak. Like you're a weak man. I mean, duh. Yeah, very, very much duh. Uh, what did you think about Zuko and May's like reunion together? So very interesting, very interesting conversation, right? When she's like, "Why you couldn't look me in the eye and tell thought, me this?" I thought that was a little clunky. I was like, "This is very cheesy," but I get it. I get it. Okay, first of all, they have been underwritten so much, right? Like I know. we never yeah. got to see. We net we always got to see them being like awkward goth teens we never Mm -hmm. actually got to see like their softness and vulnerabilities and the Mm -hmm. fact she must like him so much to say that i love him more than i fear you to azula and i feel like that build-up wasn't there right but like we as the audience because we're watching it and we understand it's a 20-minute show you can't fit in everything Mm -hmm. like we piece it in the back I what I liked about that scene though, where she was like, "You couldn't look me in the eye and say it." And then when he um, leaves her inside inside the prison walls and escapes, and he mm-hmm. looks at her eyes through that little slit, you know, and they, mm-hmm. and then you see him kind of tearing up, and then she kind of tearing up. In that moment, I really liked that animation that they were trying to like convey all this emotion between them. And yeah, without those words, because maybe yeah. you know they're both. May at least seems to be a lot quieter, right? I, yeah. What I found interesting in that scene was her talking, you know, obviously the Zuko-May conversation was, it's not you, it's me, slash it's my father, slash it's the Fire Nation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she was like, you're betraying your country. I noticed we never knew, really knew. We knew she was Fire Nation. We knew she was Azula's friend, but we never got an ounce of her belief system of whether yeah. like oh this war is good this war is bad she's traveled around she she I would have a different experience so hearing that i'm like oh we, we really don't know may that well yeah and i think that's the problem with this yeah. scene though like i wish i do wish we had a few conversations of like what are their thoughts around the war like these women yeah. are smart right like may mm-hmm. ty lee and azula and they're not they're not isolated. They've they're been not. all over the world. They've seen everything. So are they are do they agree with what's going on? It's yeah. different from like the townspeople who only know what they're being told, right? Yeah. Like they have a broader view of the world. So to see her say like you're actually portraying your country, I thought that was really interesting because it showcases that she wants to she she does believe in the Fire Nation in a sense. So because she's also royalty almost like royalty adjacent you know and her family is in that so she's also well connected and yeah. everything like that i but um, i'm i wish we actually got to see them talk about it and think about it and you know like ty lee is very i feel like very smart you know like she has this quickness and sharpness about her mm-hmm. while sometimes the way that may is portrayed you feel like she she's like numb to everything like she's not as inquisitive yeah like or she just doesn't have beliefs or she's just so neutral about everything that's yeah that's so what i get from her a lot of the time then, like i wonder what i want to know what how she feels about zuko i want to see like maybe you know she's numb to her parents being evil she's numb to those everything but the mm-hmm. only time that she actually allows herself to feel anything 
is with this guy. I but I also wonder too, like maybe we've just only seen May in this context because she's with like the princess of the Fire Nation. She's mm-hmm. with all these people who, if she talks back, as she if she talks back, then she will get punished, right? And she talks yeah. about that a little bit in uh, the beach episode where she's like, I have to be like still, I have to be calm or I will get like basically mm-hmm. abused, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if she was out on her own in the real world, like say what she- What would she be like? What would she be like? Because everything has been yeah. impacted by the way her family has treated her. Family her family is. And-, and yeah, she, I mean, that's what I think like, it would be nice to see that, to have seen that glimpses of that different side of her with Zuko. Mm-hmm. And that like, that's why she loves him because she can be somebody else with him or she can be her true self with him. You mm-hmm. know, I wish they showed that a little bit more. But I also love at the end where Zuko may not have even had the time or space to be like, do I love this person? But then seeing her sacrifice that much for him while he's like he's on the gondola, like I think that changes the way that he sees her. Do you think that May? Well, we kind of know the answer to this. She clearly loves Zuko, but would she fight for the resistance or would she fight against the Fire Nation if it wasn't for Zuko? You know what I mean? From the, if just looking at this episode, I don't think she would. I don't think she would either. But yeah. I think what really turns her or like what has a power to turn her is like her hate, maybe her hatred for Azula also. Yeah. Like you don't know how much animosity is building up here. Like years of friendship and being put down by your supposedly best friend. I know. I think we saw a glimpse of it. I want to say it was at the beach episode mm-hmm. as well, where there was like a slight change to the music, and you see um, Azula, um, you see May give a little look to Azula as she Azula forces herself to talk to her brother, and like yeah. May, she's like, "You got to leave because I have to talk to my brother." May gives like a slight look, and there's a change in the music, and it kind of foreshadows what happens here. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like. I was thinking about it. It's like if you didn't notice that scene, you would be like, this is so random that she's betraying Azula. But Mm -hmm. we're, I think as audience members, we're viewing it the way Azula's seeing this situation. She's blindsided. Mm -hmm. She thinks she knows people so well. And May's saying, you actually don't. You're not paying attention to the right thing. So I kind of like that as a viewer that we didn't get to get that right away me too and i like the theme throughout the episode of like she's being like i know people i know people you know Mm -hmm. and even and even um may says it to zuko like you know as a joke like oh i know you that's how i knew you'd be in here but then she's like i actually don't know you you know like those little it they play with that in the dialogue a few times like do you know each other do people like how do you see people like who who do you really trust you know who Mm -hmm. is really there for you like who gets out of their stereotype of how you view them so yeah i think there was like i think that that part of the episode was so interesting and like meaty and i wished we had more time to like dive dive into into that yeah yeah what did you think of um tylee choosing to betray Azula instead of helping May. I love Ty Lee. Like she's I love just Ty such Lee. a good person. And yeah. I think like she is a good person, right? Like fundamentally. And I think she cares about everyone. And like I can, s- she feels more like complex to me because like 
I think her backstory is a little clearer, like with her sisters and finding a path mm-hmm. of her own. And like she's explored of, the world a little bit more yeah. than May has. So. And I think she gets so frustrated with how Azula is, but she also understands Azula, you know. So I think I mean, she can't, there, and she there can't is a fan friend. Yeah, but there's that fan theory that they're lovers, I like Tylee and Azula are lovers, and that's why she's always hit. Like she, even though she's a good person, she's still helping yeah. Azula because she I loves mean, her and that's honestly, like un- I, can, I, can I can see it I can see it too but I like she's not it. gonna let her kill her friend that's what I thought I thought as I thought Ty Lee's I like the choice she has her of standards Ty yeah and like the choice of Ty Lee to Chi Block um Azula was straight up just like she yeah. maybe she didn't know who what side she was gonna be on or maybe she was ready to fight um May with Azula right but then at the last minute, she's like, no, I don't want that person to get hurt at all. Because you yeah. know Azula is out to kill. You know, yeah, May wouldn't just, have killed Azula. Yeah. But Azula would have killed May. And that's what that was the choice that Ty Lee made to chi block her. And I love how she's like, we got to get out of here. Let's go. Let's like, we go. Gotta we got to go. get out. <laughs> like, we got to leave. So, that. yeah, that whole section was just, it was just so good. And you're exactly right. Like, the. Zuko's reaction to his sister this episode was very different than any other time mm-hmm. we've seen him. And also, how creepy is Azula when she's like flying on the lightning like a robot? I thought like this episode, I haven't noticed it as much in other episodes, but I noticed in this episode, I'm like, mm, this is like defying physics. Like, I know this is a cartoon, but like, this is not realistic at all with fighting. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like her like jumping on the cables. Like if if she could do that, why couldn't any of the other why can't the rest of the crew just like do the same thing? I guess and, her bending is and, like and leave. so advanced or something. I, I just I, I that was a little unrealistic to me. I wish they brought that down to earth a little bit more, where say <laughs> that she ordered like the guards to like push her up or she used her power to get there instead of like her, like, her random so... like fly she could fly now, like very yeah, interesting. <laughs> this is so creepy. This is extremely creepy. But okay, for me, MVP in the episode is Suki, like her thinking about mm. the warden, her She was such, such a badass, like her jumping fighting? on those people's heads. And I thought it was funny. She like, got the warden and everyone's like running to meet up with her and they're all panting like, <sighs> like, you know, I mean, she must have been working out in prison. <laughs> she is so cool. Oh, also another LOL moment for me was when that prison, one of the prisoners, when they're trying to start a riot was like, Oh yeah, you know I would start a riot, but I've been like working on my anger in yeah, prison. I, I just loved that. I thought but that was minute, so funny. The minute Chit sings, like, "Oh yeah, I could start a riot, no problem." He just picks someone up and goes riot, and everyone's like, "What a riot!" And he, like you know, you see the fire bending and everything like that, and you see that guy again go, oh, "I was gonna control my anger, but never mind." Loved that. <laughs> so funny, so funny. But like going back to Azula. Like, this is the beginning of her demise, right? And yes. it's all because of kind of like May and Ty Lee, specifically May. Her support I, system is gone. Her support system, she's all alone. And she, I think she realized, like, my love for what she, what does May say? She says, My love for Zuko is stronger than my fear for you. Well, the idea of like, I love Zuko more than I fear you showcases to Zula that this girl never liked her in the first place. Like, she never had a real friend. And I think she, you know, the whole idea of like, oh, I really know people. 
She thought she knew May. She thought May liked her. She doesn't. Her whole foundation of like, I know people so well. She doesn't know people so well. And it's freaking her out. Like no longer does she have friends. Her whole mentality of reading people and having the upper hand is taken away because what does May say? You think you know people very well. You actually don't. That yeah. is what I think is the real cause of her demise. But it goes down to her deep issue of her core, which is abandonment. Like yeah. being abandoned by her mom, feeling unloved by her mom, feeling unseen. And then these two people who like were her family, more than her family because her relation, her like messed up relationship with her brother and her father. Mm -hmm. Like these girls were it for her, you know? Yeah. And then the fact that they turn away from her, like that goes down into her own core of feeling deeply unlovable and deeply unwanted. Yeah, but I also think she – that hurts her emotionally. But I think even in future episodes when we see the way she attacks and the way she's acting, like she isn't able to maintain her power because mm -hmm. I think deep down she always thought, I can read people. And I think she knew that like fear played a part into Ty Lee and May being her friends, right? Mm -hmm. Like she knows that and she can – be feared because she knows people so well she gets their instincts and things like mm -hmm. that and when she when she wasn't able to read may or ty lee she's like my that one thing i'm really good at i can't do it and you see in future episodes she's doubting everyone around her she thinks everyone's gonna betray me and i don't mm -hmm. have the upper hand anymore because i can't read anyone anymore mm -hmm. and that causes her to go psychotic gosh i love i love this twist i love this twist and like it it's we've been building up to this right like people can change like not everyone mm -hmm. is like there's always this idea of second chances in this show and like every person has the ability to be better than who they were like yeah. and that's just Iroh's teaching right I also made a realization because I love the second half of the third season so it's like my favorite good. like when we have Zuko involved and I'm like oh my gosh it must be because Zuko is part of the gang you know what it is I realized what? Azula is not around that much. And that's why I love these episodes because Azula, she's just so draining and annoying to me at this point because uh, I just don't like her. I'm not she's, meant to like her. She's a good character, but I'm like, oh, God, like I'm done dealing with her. <laughs> the episodes where she's trailing the gang, right? Like mm -hmm. those are really brutal. Yeah. Like season two, like that's why I like, I think season deep down, that's why I like season one more than season two because the main villain is Zuko mm -hmm. and the main villain in season two is Azula. Azula. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So. It's rough. But this so. is such a good episode. Like, they're, it's so jam packed. Mm -hmm. Like, so much is going on. Like, we get to see like the bad guy lose everything. We get to see the, the gang escape. Um, I really loved it. I love I that their plan ended up working out. I love yeah. that we're reunited with the father, the friend group. And Sokka says it the best. Like, oh, I came home with the meat of friendship and father. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> and then I love that at the end we see, like, Chitsei go, hey, hey. I'm new. Like, <laughs> That's like, so oh, I want another, like, episode or, like, a side story of just what happens to Chitsei? How do you get in jail? What's he doing now that he's out of jail? I know. <laughs> So, that's okay. so yeah, I love the second half of this episode. I really think like, whoa, things speed up. Things get mm -hmm. like quick. Um, I think the twist with May and like Zuko, I think that's really interesting. I obviously wish it was developed more, but still like I love that. I love seeing Azula fail. 
I love, yeah, same. And I, I kind of like that we didn't see it develop more because we were in the same eyes that Azula was in. Yeah. And we were both thrown off. We were, we both felt like Azula, but obviously we're nicer. So. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, great episode. I'd give it a five out of five. I give it a five out of five. I loved it. Yeah. Well, I can't believe the podcast. We only have like five episodes left. I know. It's kind of sad. I know. It's so sad. But um, thanks, thanks for listening, and we'll um, we'll see you next week for the next episode. See Another next field week. trip, Katara and week. Zuko. Love these little mini stories, kind of. Love the field trips. All right. Well, we'll see you <laughs> next week. One. Bye. Bye.